Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. I am Technicia, the host of the Bright Side with Technicia. Today is April 25th, 2019. Sorry about that. That was actually a song I was going to play while we wait on the guests to come on in. Um, but at the moment, I thank every last one of you for being here with me today. We're almost done with April. We're going to be heading into summer very soon. Won't be long. Summertime, time for everybody to get their shirts and get their toes out. But anyhow, I'm going to go back to playing that song for you, Medicine, by Queen Naja, and then we'll have the guests on. So you stay tuned and don't touch that dial. Feeling it lately. You say you love keeping me fly, but can't keep me from looking so crazy. Coming at six in the morning. Where you been? Where you been? Who is that text on your phone? Just a friend, just a friend. Okay. My intuition never lies. There's nothing you can never hide. Already got the screenshot, so there is no need to deny. You've been creeping and freaking and sneaking like you'll never lose me. Study claiming that everyone know we together, but you scared of choosing. Swear I cannot win for losing. I've been out here being faithful. I always got this on lockdown, but that ain't been keeping us stable. So I guess I know what I gotta do. Give you a taste of your own medicine. Hey, yeah. How would you like it if I do the things you do? Put you on, do not disturb and entertain these dudes. I'm a ride All right, well, enough about that. Have to cut it short because I have my guests on. And as always, it's always a pleasure to have a new, fresh story from someone that we never met, no one we don't know of. So it's always good to hear of their story, their journey, and everything. But a little bit today is going to be about spirituality. So I hope you stay tuned and keep your ears open. And if you have any questions, do call in at 347-426-3751. Um, with me today is Tito Abayo, who has over 50 years of experience in spiritual work and is the author, which we'll be talking a little bit about his book, The Monograph of the Parallel Life of Tito Abayo and Nero. And in the early 60s, Tito became an initiative in a Christian yoga church under one of the first American realized beings, Sarah Sabaram Manuya. I hope I said that correctly. I don't like to mess up a name. Miss of any pronunciation, so I hope I got that correct. After several years in order, he went on to become an architectural draftsman until resuming his spiritual liberation after a near-death experience in 2007. Tito completed the majority of his metaphysical training at the Monroe Institute, a school dedicated to heightened conscious learning located in Faber, Virginia. The author's lifelong interactions with the paranormal as well as his out-of-body and recurring past life dreams and memories have fueled his desire to produce a book that recounts his spiritual journey. Through his work, he is looking to encourage others to explore his own intuition and medical physical experiences. So without further ado, I'd like to bring Tito on and hoping to encourage you to explore your own intuitions as well. So Tito, first and foremost, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate you taking out your time to do this. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. 
Oh, you're so welcome. So where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm in Barstow, California. Oh, awesome. How's the weather there? I know it's got to be warm. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. This is uh, the old awesome. uh, famous Route 66. Oh, awesome. I know I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, so the weather is feeling real good. I have my fan on because the heat is coming, and I am not hoping for the no cool temperatures at all because I didn't check the forecast, so I'm hoping we don't get any cool temperatures. I mean, I don't mind the rain, but I like it when it's a little warm. I can't do the cold weather as much. Well, so, down here, I'm in the desert. You know, I'm, in what they call, I'm in what they call the high desert. <laughs> I know that's right. So, Tito, we got this book out that you have authored. The monograph of the paralyzed of Tito, of Bio, and Nero. So, all this is based on you, this book. Um, what led you to write this? What what inspired you to want to just tell your story? Well, it's a, a story that uh, kind of enhances the uh, spiritual knowledge of people. Uh, and uh, I obviously can't prove reincarnation, but you can prove it for yourself by getting regressed. And uh, I'd like to do, can I do some due diligence at this moment? Because if I anybody would, wants I, to take I, my... I Go yeah, I, I, uh, if anybody wants to follow uh, my suggestion to get regressed, I'd like to do, I'd like them to do it safely. And I recommend, I spent 11 years with two different schools, uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, or Dr. Michael Newton, certified practitioners. So uh, I feel these people are safe. They, they, they give you a product. They don't try to convert you to anything. They just let you have your experience of finding out who you were in a past life. But basically, in a nutshell, what I found out is this. Consciousness is a constant. It is self-perpetuating, constantly reincarnating itself, in mathematically precise storylines built from between-life agreements of Google flexes of unique, finite egos. Reincarnation is the rule, not the exception. Tito, what, is there a beginning, is, and is there also an end? Well, the, uh, I'm going to... Dump your audience into uh, maybe unexplored territory, but as what I discovered from because see when you finally find out that you actually lived before, then that means you never died. All you did was exchange one costume for another costume. So if you didn't die, then you're immortal. And the consciousness itself, as I said in my definition, is a constant. And, and it's perpetuating storylines. In other words, every life or every identity is a storyline, part of a longer story. Our mind goes about 7,000 years when I came in for the first, uh, through the vortex. And uh, it, 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 I know people are going to be, um, I, I mean, I really don't know what the background of your audience is, so maybe pe- some people know this already, but the point is that if you're immortal, that means there's no beginning and there's no end. But in between, there's all these different storylines, and you have decided to create between-life agreements that allows you to uh, play a game. And you're playing a game in a consciousness field. And the way I like to uh, get people to look at this is uh, I I know that the Rubik's Cube, which uh, I just uh, give a definition in case people don't know what it is, but it's a cube that what you do is you you kind of fool around with it until you get all the colors on one side. And there's five different colors. Or they may actually be six colors. But uh, anyway, there's a number of different colors. But when you rotate the cube, you'll see that all the colors are always in relation to each other. In other words, 
Consciousness is one being, and I like to call it source because God has too many connotations. When you say God, I mean, people come up with all kinds of things that are part of their own conditioning. So I, need to find, I needed to find a word that would be, would be a def, definition. So if I say source, then everybody understands that's a place where something begins. Consciousness and source I, I use interchangeably. But consciousness is a potential. Uh, and what it does, uh, I'm going uh, to, I, I, I keep saying this over and over again because I don't know where your audience is in the various schools that are out there. But if anybody has read the book, The Secret, they understand the law of attraction. But most of your audience probably is, is uh, familiar with, the, with the, uh, the Bible. So in the Bible it says, ask and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And that is the law of attraction. In other words, you, as a spiritual being, create your life. And you agree with other egos to play certain roles. And the roles are kind of what I call an Oscar-winning performance. So... Uh, I that's the best I can uh, describe it because uh, unless your audience is familiar with some of these concepts, I, I'm probably uh, uh, probably uh, I'm trying to do it in a logical way, even if you don't have any experience with, with what I call the dual universe and the non-dual universe. Well, that's what we are all here for, you know, to learn and grow. Um, that's why I have these right. shows so people can stand and learn because a lot of times we don't be knowing. We just live day to day and we don't know what's actually going on around us. Many people probably haven't heard of Law of Attraction. I have because I'm part of a community on Facebook where we talk about those things. We talk about the book, The Secret, and other books as well that help. I, I have heard of those. You know, they, I think as a whole, we just find ourselves at an unprecedented turning point. As a species, really. Um, so I definitely know well, about the, the, the law of attraction. Yeah. Now, ahead, the know. point of my book, yes? You wanted to say something? Oh, no. I was. Um, Hello? Um, I stated that. Oh, you okay. Go, you could go okay. ahead. You know, the point of my book, the point of my book mm-hmm. is that the Ten Commandments are, are not suggestions. They're not homilies. They're actually laws. And anybody who reads what? this book, pardon? Yes, you were going to say something? Oh, no. I was agreeing Hello? with you. Okay. All right. So okay, anybody who reads this book is going to uh, be... Uh, informed of a guy who learned that 2,000 years ago I committed uh, a violation of the law that says thou shalt not kill. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made a between-life agreement with the person that I had executed, who in that lifetime was my mother, Agrippina, to in this lifetime be the sole and only caregiver for her in this lifetime, which was 2,000 years later. Now, in the lifetime of Nero as the, as the emperor, I had a right to uh, protect my, my, my crown. And my mother in that lifetime, which is my mother, Dolores M. Hall, in this lifetime, who was Agrippina in that lifetime. This is going to get complicated. <laughs> We're dealing with, with people in different lifetimes. So... She was involved in a, a sedition plot, and mm-hmm. I found out about it. And uh, in that time and place, uh, you, you executed people who were trying to depose you from your crown, you know. And I, I ordered her extra uh, execution. But the, the the biblical law is, "Thou shalt not kill." And it actually 
means that you don't tell. Because when you introduce the law of incarnation and you introduce the concept that there's no beginning and no end, well, the law itself is going to be fulfilled eventually. So it took 2,000 years for me to come circle, full circle and be born again to Agrippina, a.k.a. Lawrence Dolores M. Hall, and I was going to become responsible for her final days in a manner that she was going to be safe because, you know, the, the, the American uh, home system is really uh, spotty. And uh, she was uh, very afraid of being uh, violated uh, as a human being. Now, a lot of people may not realize this, but there was a re- there was a story in the news about two or three months ago where there was a woman who was comatose for 14 years in Arizona in a home. And... She was violated by her caregiver, and she got pregnant. She wasn't even conscious. So even in the in the 1920s, we still have these terrible things that happen to people in these homes. And I know if you go back far enough, they did have a number of lawsuits that, that were settled with, with large amounts of money because of the violation of people's dignity, you know. But, you know, and, and you and I, in this current era, we, we like to believe that these places are safer than they were in uh, 25 or 50 years ago. But this incident happened just last year that it was discovered. I mean, it, you know, it took nine months for her to uh, produce the child. But, I mean, it's astonishing, and really, it's really disappointing that we've come to 20 19, and we still haven't solved this problem of, of people that require services not to be, their dignity not to be violated. And that, that's a sad commentary. But in this case, this, to override this, my between life agreement, which covered 22,000 years, was to provide this safe environment for my mother. My mother. And the interesting thing I want to introduce to people is that when you make these between life agreements, source or God is right behind you because I didn't know anything about managing money. And Why? in one day, source allowed me to successfully earn within one day $250,000 on the stock market. And when my mother died, I had built up this estate to $1.7 million. And mm. it shows you that you make these between-life agreements and source is right there backing you up because my my background was, was in architecture. wasn't in finance. But source, or if you want to think of it as God, made sure that this agreement that I made this between-life agreement I, what I made was going to be fulfilled to the benefit of my mother, Agrippina, in 38 AD, and Doris M. Hall in 2019. So that was, and this is something that everybody that's listening to this show right now is going to be involved in. There's only two possible uh, flows. One in this lifetime, you are going to be the recipient of a karmic debt from a group of people who violated you in, 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 in the past. Or you're going to pay back to people you violated over the last two or 3,000 years. And that's the way this works. And the, re- and the thing that's been left out in the modern uh, theological discussions is eternity and the fact that the Ten Commandments actually are the controlling influences. You violate those Ten Commandments, and over 2,000 years, it's all going to come right back to you, because as you do unto others, that will be done to you. And that's what the reason for this book is, because I'm giving you my experience 
of having violated the law of thou shalt not kill. And then 2,000 years later, I made restitution to the, the being, Agrippina, that I, even, you know, remember, she was plotting to kill me, <laughs> you know. But in the, in the time and place, I had a right to, to execute her. The law of God says, there sh- thou shalt not kill. And those Ten Commandments, you violate them at your own peril. Right. I'm following. Yeah, them Ten Commandments still stand strong today, and people don't realize that. They don't and what they do in the movie. If anybody watched that movie, the Ten Commandments, which is one of my favorites, they was disobedient. God didn't like that disobedience when God was when Moses was trying to speak to him, to ignore him. So God had to show him, hey, I sent this man to tell you something. You still ignore him? So let me show you how strong my wrath is now. Yeah, so it's very, it is, it's very powerful. And those, and it does, it still ends, it still lives on to this day. Um, now, it was something in your book talking about the vortex, um, Tito. What exactly is the vortex? Well, the, uh, I came into the physical universe uh, around 7,000 years ago. And what happens is, as a spiritual being, you're kind of floating around in this in this upper plane called the causal plane. And there are all these uh-huh. kind of like whirlpools. And uh, I won't go into the detail of it, but I dived into one of those, those whirlpools. And I got my, I'm going to use a, 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 a word like, okay, I'll put it this way. I got my butt thoroughly kicked. I ended up in a war. And I was on the wrong side of it. And it took me 2,000 years to get revenge. But that's, the, the problem with that is, is that as soon as you get your revenge, now you set it up so that you're going to be attacked again. It's the law of cause and effect, and this is what I woke up to because I I'm not I'm not interested in, in in playing this game this back and forth game anymore. So my goal, and I'm I'm what I call a uh, liberation specialist. There's a trap door to this whole thing. You can you can you can get out of this thing because God God is not trying. God has only created this field of consciousness as a playing ground so you can have fun. But when you violate the laws of cause and effect, then it's not so much fun anymore. Because the law is love thy neighbor as thyself. If you if you live by those rules, your life will move smoothly through time and space. But when you when you get into those egoic battles of trying to take people's property or take their lives and wars and stuff like that, all you do is set yourself up in a cause and effect relationship that sends you tumbling through time and space, getting beat up, and you beat somebody up, and you get beat up again. So I got kind of tired of all that. So I'm trying to find out how to do this the right way. And this book is designed to wake people up to the fact that, well, this is what happens. Now I'm going to tell you how to get out of it. Right. Exactly. I mean, it all boils down to is obeying the law. Tell the truth. The truth will set you free. That's why I'm telling you uh, uh, what I did. Why? Exactly. I'm, I'm, but in your def- I'm not trying to hide from it. Definition- I'm not trying to get a fancy lawyer to get me out of it. I'm telling you that I did this and I paid for it. So going forward, I have an opportunity to live, have my life function in an entirely different way, a more satisfying way. And the other law is that love is the sum of the law. Unity and uh, harmony is the sum of the law. And those who violate it and cause cause vicious uh, attacks will themselves live very this uncomfortable and unhappy lives for many thousands of years. 
Now, Tito, I hear what you're saying. Comes down to truth, but what exactly, in your opinion, is the truth? Now, Can you I heard that again. You I mentioned the truth. Yes, sir. I can yeah. repeat that again. What exactly? What exactly, in your opinion, is the truth? Well, only the truth can set you free. The thing that keeps you all tangled up is if you murder somebody and you get caught, you get a hot, hot shot lawyer to get you out of it. Well, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. If you if you get into one of those situations where you do some violence to somebody, you get caught. Don't deny it. Look for a way to to say, "Oh, gee, I'm sorry." I wish I hadn't have done that. Is there anything that I can do now to to make your life better or the, your family's life better? Can I serve you anyway? Can I give you more love? And, and, and I know I did wrong, and I'd like you to forgive me. Because it, I, I'm sure everybody knows the Lord's Prayer, and the Lord's Prayer says, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. And that's right. the whole thing. I mean, uh, we make mistakes. Own up to it. Don't try to hide because it just makes it worse. And I don't know if you're obviously familiar with the law of karma, but that's the law of karma. It's the cause and effect law, and it follows you through time and space. And because there's no beginning and no end, you will always have the reaction to that. You will face it sometime, and, and in, in my book, my own experience, it took 2,000 years for me to face this. But you, it'll come. You'll get slapped upside the head. Duality in the book. Um, what is duality, and how does it actually work? Okay, what we live in, now I'm going to give you some, a statistic that uh, I'm not going to try to uh, give you prove it, but Seventy-eight percent of the people on the planet Earth live in the dual universe, and the dual universe. Let me let me set this up so I get this right. I don't want I want to get this exactly right here. So uh, bear with me for a second here. Okay, now duality. What we live in is a mind of cause and effect. And the mind itself is a labeling system. In other words, what it does is, you see, because you are an immortal being, you can only have an experience in the the physical world by entering the dual world where there's a cause and effect relationship. So the way the way you have that is by believing the mind's labeling system that enables you to believe that the world is separate from you. In the non-dual universe, you you become an I am and you you see the world as it really is. You still you, your physical body is still functioning in the dual universe, but you are not identified with it, but you, you still have to work through that karmic pattern or uh, matrix that, that, you, that body that you created and accepted is going through. But when you, but most, 78% of the people don't have any concept of the non-dual universe. They're totally and, and completely a believer in the labeling system and that you are separate from someone else. Viewing life dualistically divides all that is into opposites, you and me, day and night, right and wrong. And duality is how life shows up when consciousness forgets itself and collapses into the finite conditioned mind. Then life is about perceiving objects, having experiences, and when the dualistic framework of reference is believed, the true representation of things we are operating in the dualistic view of consciousness. And 79%, 78% of the people on the planet live in that dual universe. Uh, Ramana Maharshi was, was a famous um, teacher in India in uh, 1889. He said, all happens within the little bubble of consciousness called I. 
information on that. We talked about, because I know you probably have it. Of course, as you stated, you experienced this yourself. Out-of-body experiences, the reincarnation. For the ones who don't know, what is reincarnation and how does it actually work? Because you said that we're actually, oh, we, we're reborn or was I, all, I already lived once here on this earth? Well, the, the, on the council plane, I remember there's a plane in which you don't have a form. You are uh, a, you're an idea. And there's all these ideas out in, in this council plane. So we agree to have these games, play these games. Like uh, the game that we're... we're uh, uh, another little device I'd like your audience maybe to uh, to uh, find and look through is a kaleidoscope. A kaleidoscope is a is like a telescope, but there's a whole bunch of pieces of different colored glasses in it. And when you shake it up, it shows you a pattern. When you look in there, you see a pattern. Now that's the way the, uh, the universe works, because the, uh, the word the number. Google flexes that I use is just it's the largest number that most people understand because of the computer uh, generations. But it's much bigger than that. Google flexes of egos. And we all agree to have an experience. Now, I'm going, do I have time to tell us, uh, tell a case history? Hello? What was that, Tito? Do I have time to uh, describe a case history? We do. We have time. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, a gentleman uh, was having trouble advancing in, in, in present time, in, in, in corporate life. Couldn't figure out why he couldn't get promoted. So he went to a, uh, a regression practitioner, and he discovered that in a – now, here's, here's what people have to understand about agreements. Agreements – you as a spiritual being love experience. And as a spiritual being, in your highest level, there is no good and bad. There, and uh, what this guy wanted, and he uh, wanted it to, is to lead an army into an ambush. So – Source set this up, and this happened during the Roman times and, and the times that I lived in. And his name—I'm I, I, going to use a, a historical account. Now, I, I'm not trying to tell you that this guy was Quintus Varius, but Quintus Varius's story is exactly this guy—this story, because Quintus Varius was sent by Octavius to Germany to subdue the German tribes and bring them into the Roman uh, uh, rule of order. So when he got there, he made friends with a tribal uh, chieftain of some sort. And the tribal chieftain said, oh, just come on in. We're going to love you. We're going to join you. Just follow me into the forest. And now remember, we're talking about seven legions, which is like about 20,000 or 30,000 human beings. And he didn't do any of the military things that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to send out scouts. You're supposed to send out spies and find out what's out there. He didn't do any of that. He believed this German tribesman. And he led that whole those legions into the forest. And they were ambushed and annihilated. And because that was what he wanted to experience. Now, source, God found 30,000 people who wanted to experience being led into an ambush. That just sounds crazy. But you as a spiritual being want experiences. And these between life experiences and agreements are just that. Because you are a spiritual being and you're immortal, nothing can happen to you unless you agree to it. And this thing, what happened is, is when the guy uh, came out of his regression work, he realized that a little bit of that stuff is still hanging around in his psyche. 
No, I don't know how this all came up because uh, the case history was just described and uh, the gentleman was not identified or you don't know what happened. But if he reconciled this and changed his attitude and decided he, he, he wanted to be, he wanted to move higher in the corrupt world and this was the thing that was holding him back, once he understood what his psyche was creating, he stopped creating it that way. And so this is one of the reasons why I suggest people get regressed. Because if you don't like your life the way it is, find out why, how you created it. And when you do that, you have capabilities of reorganizing your uh, between-life agreements. But you're trying to I experience agree. something. Right. Exactly. That was well put. If you don't like it, change it. You have to reevaluate yourself and see what's going on with your life. If something's not right for you, you don't understand that. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, it's in the in the. I know the people that I'm talking to probably are familiar with with with, with Christ's teaching. So it, he says, "Ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find." And the universe is designed to give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is decide what you want, and the law of attraction will bring it to you. But the problem is, is that you have all this junk sitting in between. You know, you're like you're like a tube, and if you mm-hmm. had violated the laws of of life, the Ten Commandments, you got all this junk sitting in there. So you got to clean that mess up. You got to resolve those things and find out what you did, and then and, and ask forgiveness and get the forgiveness corner of it. And then you start becoming more of the spiritual being that you are, and you can attract the things you really want in this lifetime. I mean, you, your your agreements and your needs and your desires are always different from lifetime to lifetime. But you're still stuck with some of the stuff that you created in the past. You've got to go in there and find it and clean it up. In other words, you've got to clean house. Right. I know. I, I think what comes to my mind is you ever watch these shows like uh, um, the American Pickers where they go out and they they find stuff that's in these. And then when the people, they go, the houses and their farms are full of this stuff all over the place. Most of them are not organized. They're just sitting in there. You got to dig through it to find something. Well, that's the same way with your psyche. You've been around for thousands of years, and you got a lot of junk in there that you haven't dissolved and taken care of. So, if you think your life is a mess, then go and find out how you created it. Right, and as you said in your book, Tito, negativity. Because it boils down to negativity sometimes. Um, you mentioned that negativity remains in the mind, which has a conscious and a repressed state. That That's a lot for negativity to remain in the mind. It has all these different states. Yeah, because it's influencing everything. It's all, it's all alive. It's all formations of energy. Right. Okay. And it's definitely getting in your way if you're trying to do a certain thing. So you got to clean okay, it up. Right. Now, this is what I would like to know. We see the movies. Sometimes it, it feels like it's hocus-pocus um, things. But can reincarnation really be proved? Yeah, you prove it to yourself. Get regressed. And as soon okay. as you... You just, as soon as you find a life in the regression work that you live, then you know. Mm-hmm. You know beyond the shadow of a doubt you never died. But in your dualistic mind, you can't. You can only, you reason. You can only reason your way, and it's not an experience. All spiritual work is experiential. It's not intellectual. You know, after you experience it, then you understand, oh, well, that's what it means. That's why it is what it is. 
But if I try to tell you about reincarnation and you have not been regressed, you might believe me because you, you trust my words. But until you experience it yourself, you don't know. And you can't use it. Because those lifetimes are the ones that are bothering you in this lifetime. So when you go, mm. see, the, 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 the function of the way the world works uh, without all of this detailed stuff is that you, work, you mm-hmm. burn your way through this. You have all this suffering. And that suffering is burning up that, that karma. So there's two ways to do it, the hard way and the easy way. But I'll most take the people easy are way. doing it the hard way. If, They're if the going way. through life. If the easy way don't knock me down. Sometimes, I mean, things that we see easy are not always easy. It's glitter and gold. It's basically common sense to me. It's glitter and gold. What you think is easy is not supposed to be easy. If it's easy, then it. I don't want it. I prefer it to be hard. Now, when it comes to listening, I will take the suggestions and advice of others, you know, not trying to knock out anyone uh, when it comes to that. But um, I always feel like you have to work at whatever that you're trying to do. I don't want it to be easy at all. Now, Tito, do you have to take reincarnation on faith in particular? Well, if you don't get regressed, you do. But but as soon as you get regressed and find a past life that you know you live, then you got it. I mean, that can never be taken away from you. You know beyond okay. the shadow of a doubt that you were that person. I mean, you no longer are that person, but in in any present time situation, you're the summation of everything you've ever been. It's a summation of forces always. But because of the between life agreements, it has a focus. You're dealing with specific things in the present time. Even though all this other stuff is there, the between-life agreement has a creative function, and it's designed to fulfill this thing that you want to do. But you're working your way through everything you've ever done. And it has varying degrees of influence on on the, your path forward. It can make things harder, like remember the man I told you about who couldn't arise in the corporate world. Well, he had this thing in there that he didn't want to arise. He wanted to be, uh, he wanted to uh, experience things that that were negative things. So it's still sitting in his psyche until he uh, saw what it was, that he was actually working against himself, and then he decided to uh, dissolve that concept. And then, uh, like I said, I don't really know because they didn't talk about it. You know, when they talk about uh, case histories, they don't tell you who it is and how it all came out. Yeah, they just tell you the case history. And I'm assuming that when he found out about that postulate and was still hanging around, he decided to dissolve it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. he must have got the promotions he decided he wanted. But I can't tell you I know that for sure because it wasn't part of the discussion. Right. This is deeper than I actually thought, Tito. And of course, I I do believe in reincarnation. I I believe that it's basically sort of to me a belief out of a lack for a better explanation. To and there are some to learn. But I I sit back and I ask, why me? And and the only best explanation I can give is that I have done it before in another life. I must have practiced this and I, un, until I can consciously experience a past life, however. I, I will probably remain a little skeptical about it, but I do believe in, in reincarnation. I feel sometimes all of us are reborn. We're just a new person. That's all. 
but Technicia has lived somewhere years ago, and now I'm I'm me as of now of 2019. Something to really think about, child. That's a that's a that's a deep that's a whole nother topic though, Tito. A whole nother topic, but it's something that you making us you making me think as an individual alone. I hope that who's ever listening today is thinking the same thing. Um, I want to ask this, though, Tito, what is a between live agreement, agreement, I mean? Well, the, the, the between life agreements are in the, in the uh, causal plane, of course, and you're trying to work things out in the physical plane. In other words, you, you're trying to solve problems that you created for yourself. And the between life agreements helps you do that, but you focus. In other words, I mean, remember, you've lived for, for thousands of years. You had all these experiences. Well, in, in the dual universe, it's a linear platform. You, you, uh-huh. can't, you can only solve one problem at a time. So your between life agreement is designed for you to work on that problem and solve that karmic issue so that you go forward and, and your your whole uh, spiritual uh, makeup changes. And you, Why, you, you drive um, it in a certain... I was going to say, and um, you mentioned in your book that you did it just to clear the negativity in your relationship. Right, yeah, right. In other words, I solved that. I solved that problem by agreeing to do something that would satisfy the other being's needs. I mean, mm-hmm. my my mother's needs were to have a safe passage through the last days of her life. That was the agreement, and when I fulfilled that agreement. Dissolve some of that karmic relationship, you know, of, of violating the law of, of "Thou shalt not kill." But it only works because, see, the thing that in our modern world, and, and most of the people listening to this, since they don't have an idea of, of eternity being uh, forever, they're looking at cause and effect. There's something that's going to happen immediately, but it doesn't work that way. It, ha- it, takes, it took 2,000 years for me to make this, this resolution of this uh, crime that I committed against the Bible, I mean, against the law of God, thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. It took 2,000 years to satisfy and repay that debt. So uh, retribution doesn't take place tomorrow. It's going to take place, and the way in the way it worked in my life, it took two thousand years for this to happen. So I'm pretty sure that that's a pretty good benchmark number. Yeah, you know. I mean, it could be longer, it could be shorter, it could be longer, it could be shorter. You know. We we have so many laws, uh, so many spiritual laws. Now, we talked about the law of attraction, but I have heard about the spiritual law of flow. Um, can you go into detail exactly what that is? Well, Chris, uh, there's only two flows. And when you okay. enter the, the the dual universe, you're either on, like, for example, when I entered, I was on a negative flow. And I was the recipient of some violent, I I entered a war. I was on the losing side of it. So my flow was to be the loser. And all those people who kicked the crap out of me, they were on the positive flow. (laughs) So as I began to not like what was happening, I began to to call upon the law of, of attraction to give me that power to be on the positive flow, and that took about 3,000 years, and I had a, a very powerful lifetime in which I I won 
most of my battles. But it was all the people that kicked the crap out of me two to three thousand years earlier. I got a chance to kick the crap out of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> laughing about it because it is kind of, it really is kind of the way it works. And it, it, it's, if I, if you uh, understand that it's the law of cause and effect, and uh, as you sow, so shall you reap. But we're I mean, why, this book is designed to help you get a grasp of, hey, look, do you want this to keep going on like this, or do you want to get out of it? Right, right. And the way, because and it will continue. It will keep going. It will keep going. Right. And see, the way I heard it with the spiritual law of flow, which governs every area of our life within the universe, it allows the new into our life. But in order to get that new, we got to let go of the old. And if something is full, there's no room for anything new to put into it. That comes with right. people in your life, um, spirituality, anything that's cluttering up your life you have to get rid of in order to embrace God's well-being into your life. So that's why I take up right. when now I that's hear when, the that's spirit. When you start moving, that's, when you start, that's when you start moving out of the dual universe. And when you start right. moving out that's of the so dual universe, you, you enter – the the Christ consciousness, which is the non-dual universe. Right. But, you know, as I said, 78% of the people are still in the dual universe. There's another statistic that says only one in 10 million human beings actually achieve spiritual liberation, which is what I'm a specialist in. I'm not trying to tell you that I've achieved spiritual liberation, but uh, I've gotten close to it, and I got a couple of uh, drawings that I made about it. I'm, you send me an email, I'll show you one. Of, I'll send you one of the pictures. Oh yes, I, I would love that, Tito. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, that would definitely do me some honor. When it comes, because I have actually, actually I have actually entered the void. Oh. Okay. How was that? But I was not. I was not able to remain there because there's things that I'm still attached to in the dual and the dual universe. But I was able to get a glimpse of you it, know, and I drew a picture of it. What? Now, see, when I listen to things like that, I, it takes me back to what's that movie, Insidious, where the woman couldn't go couldn't go into the far or into the unknown, you go into the unknown, then you might not come out alive. So I think of things like that, like this spirituality world is very deep. Like when you're going upon, we're not even talking about religion here. We're talking about the spirituality of things, saying something um, unknown to most human beings' eyes here. This this is really, yeah, this is deeper than, than ever I I've heard of. I have heard of out-of-body experiences, but we're now talking about a whole new chapter, Tito. Yeah, well, out-of-body is world. an astral experience. Out-of-body is an astral experience. Yeah, but I'm talking about a spiritual liberation. I'm, what I'm talking about is spiritual liberation where right. you no longer you no longer live in, in, in the world of form. Wow. Yeah. But in the astral was. plane, you you in astral plane, you you project a an etheric double, and it travels around in the in the next level, which is the astral plane. There's there's, there's three well, broad planes: the physical plane that we're living in right now, and that's just above us hmm. is the astral plane, and it has all kinds of wonderful things going on in there. <laughs> And then there's the causal plane, which is only ideas. Or the astral plane, you still have a form. But when you get to the causal plane, all you are is an idea. You don't have a form. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely have to look. I want to look more into the spiritual, um, spiritual liberation. 
I know there's probably plenty of books out there, but I definitely would like to go more into detail and and things of that sort. I like to definitely do my own research and find out. It'll help me to be – I want to be able to understand it easily. Um, I know it's going to take a lot because it's a whole different topic that I never even had heard of. But I have heard of the universe of cause and effect. Now, is there an escape hatch? out of the universe of cause and effect, Tito. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, but it, I mean, like I told you, it's not easy to do. I mean, uh, as I said, 70, only 20, 20, 23% of the people actually uh, shift out of the thinking mind. See, the, the dual universe is the thinking mind. And what happens is consciousness is shifting out of the thinking mind into the dual universe in which you are an I am concept. Right. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's, nothing, there's nothing different about what I'm talking about than what's in the Bible. It's all there. It's just how you uh, resolve the, the, the understanding of it. Christ consciousness okay. is a definite state of mind. And it's outside the dual universe. Well, there are only just two reasons that shows us how this law actually works. And as you stated, one is everything that we see around us is an ideal. And, and everything you see and experience stories are ideal in some mind. Um, of course. And like you mentioned also, you, we all heard of it. You reap what you sow or you get what you give or what goes around comes around, or karma, or consequences, or every action has an equal opposite reaction, or many other similar statements. Um, and to me, quantum physics is now teaching us how this works exactly, maybe on a subatomic level, um, to me. It's multiplicative. Well, it's a spiritual field. What, it's a spiritual field of consciousness. Right. As I said, I mean, you go back to my definition. Consciousness is a constant. It is self-perpetuating, constantly reincarnating itself mathematically, precise storylines built from between-life agreements. There's nothing outside of yourself. Right. Consciousness is just... Consciousness, everyone is one conscious. We're all one being. But when we go into the mind and use the mind's labeling system, it enables you to separate yourself from someone else. But in reality, it isn't true. You're not separate. You're just using the mind as a device to have, have a game. Let me go back to the time. How did Hitler, one small man, one small man managed to do what he did. He was one small guy. Now, if he was here today, a, a, a child probably could take him down. But see, he had he had so much power, and why? He had that power because people allowed him to come into their being through their own individual ideology. They 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 took over. He took over their own thought and process, and and it couldn't have happened if they weren't interested in that war and such. All this. What about the United States then? You know, we could go on when it comes to cause and effect. But Tito, I want to thank you so much for being here, man. For taking out your time, like well, I said you. in the beginning. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Well, before you go, Tito, purchase your book. Is it at Barnes and Noble, Amazon? Can we Amazon, get online? Amazon.com. Amazon.com is the is the most ubiquitous place. It's in a lot of places, but and then if your audience wants to help the book out, go talk to a local bookstore and have them stock it. <laughs> Oh, I'll, you know that's what we'll have to do for you then, Tito. Most definitely, I want to make sure that the word gets out about your um, book as possible because this is a great topic. And like you said, we heard of it. See, for one, I know I have to get back into my Bible. So I think that's why everything sounds so new all over to me. But um, as you said, it's nothing new. It's already printed in Scripture. It's just that now, to me, it seems you just analyzing. You're breaking it down more for us to understand everything that's actually going on around us. 
But before I leave any of you, you know, I got to give my truth of the day because I know I ran over time a little bit, but that's all right. I'll give you the truth of the day for my friend Mary Ellen Sikovich. Always enough time. When you organize your tasks, you will find there is enough time for work as well as play. Schedule adequate time for both. You can make the most of the time you spend on your duties and then forget all work to focus on play. You do not have to leave a task undone. Simply give full attention to everything you do. Become aware of the small ways you waste your time instead of enjoying life. Today, make time for work and play. Enjoy the day, everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. And I will see you next time on the Bright Side with Technician. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 